these that are recorded all over again because hello and welcome to the lardest podcast season two and today we have a very special guest someone that i've known for many many years robert christopher smith hi and of course our co-host andrew rano also known as Ari studio hello 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 <laughs> and i am your host mr david ruano you are listening to the LA Artist Podcast, where we chat with local artists about their works, styles, what influenced them to start their artist's journey, and more. Subscribe so you don't miss the latest episode. And to see bonus content, check out our website on the description below. This podcast is produced by Lorano Gallery, an LA-based gallery and studio space dedicated to showcase work from upcoming artists, as well as provide space for art shows, workshops, photo, and film production. Feel free to check out the gallery at lorranogallery.com. Yes, hello, hello, hello again. Thank, thank you, you for, for being a part of the show. I'm oh, glad to. Uh, I know we've known each other for a couple years now. Yeah. It's been... Dude, it'll be 10 before we know it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, That's crazy. This is the first time you're on our podcast. Yeah. Even yeah. though technically this is the second season. Yeah. Uh, the other one was a little bit more of a, a test run for the most part. It was a, it was a podcast party. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but again, thank you for coming on, uh, Robert Christopher Smith. Yeah, uh, a lot of people call him Bobby. Yeah, this yeah. makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that since that's what I am around here, that's what you guys can call me. But yeah, as far as the artist goes, when you want to look me up, it's Robert Christopher Smith. Yeah. And then uh, once I know you're legit, and, uh, and I'm not afraid of you, you can call me Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the biggest thing. The uh, getting to know someone yeah. and again that's why we want to do some of these podcasts just to be able to get to know the artists a little bit more a little bit more intimate and just be be chums with them be well, friends with them and stuff like that well and, thanks appreciate it and uh we know each other from filming from or the film industry uh i was a dp uh bobby is a writer director producer of sorts we collaborated on vengeance turns uh, a film that is out now. Vendance Turns Volume One is out now. And, Amazon Prime and, and Volume and Two is going to be out in March. Mm -hmm. In March from Random Media. Random Media. Thank yeah. you, Random Media. Thank you, Vendance Turns, and thank you, Robert Christopher Smith, for yeah. making that story up. My pleasure. That was it. Was an obsession for a while. I mean, for a long time, it was an obsession. I drew you into the madness. We drew other people into that madness. It was. It was something that started as a like a spark of an idea as i was driving back and forth living in san diego at the time yeah and working on my first feature which is still in a can somewhere and we've talked about that but many people have told me i should still try to work on some version <laughs> of that and putting it out but i wouldn't reshoot it but the whole of the story anyway yeah. driving back and forth i would be in those canyons uh up near malibu and i just i would just always get this like spark of an idea in my mind that took me back to the old spaghetti westerns is actually kind of post spaghetti western to the movie the outlaw josie wales and then there's this thing from all those old clint eastwood movies of the, that shot they would always get of him in those cowboy movies where he, you would get the the front of the hat and then you had that slow lift up and you see those steely blue eyes you know ready to, to, to commit murder or whatever mayhem and uh, I just got obsessed with the idea that we needed to see that and that when people saw the reveal that it was going to be a woman's face. Yeah. You know, and somehow or another, the entire now two films and a comic book 
and maybe more have sprung from that one little obsessive idea of wanting to take the whole and not that it's you know other people have done this but but taking the whole spaghetti western model and just kind of flipping it on its ear you know yeah yeah and because i do remember that was like one of the main pitches that caught my attention mm -hmm. not just it's a spaghetti western because yeah. i love spaghetti westerns yeah. i grew up watching you know the the trilogy of right. the man with no name which totally. is uh you know the good the bad and the ugly which is the most famous one right and fistful, and fistful of dollars and then, then for a few dollars more yeah. uh and having that idea of shooting the cowboy hat yeah. raising up and then you're seeing those piercing eyes yeah. that was essentially like my hook i was yeah. into it with that and then when yeah. you mentioned to make it be a female lead it was like yeah even better yeah and the the whole thing of like I, so many little things that i wanted to do and like one of the other like strange obsessions that i had was to have a male and female co-star team that romance was 0% of their foundation. That there was nothing about this female character identifying herself around a man. One of the whole reasons I wanted to write this story was it was the idea of, again, it's not that I'm this super feminist or anything. I'm just kind of a human person, you know? And I, I like the idea that, that women can stand on their own. And too often in art today, there's even something called the Bechdel test, if you've ever heard of that. But I wasn't using it or anything. But it, it's out there and it exists. It's like when you watch a movie, you, you look and see like the female characters in it. Do they exist for their own sake in the movie? Or do they exist? Does their dialogue and their presence only reflect back to a male character in the movie? Yeah. And that's kind of like this big test that's going on. But anyway whole other thing is I just wanted to have a female character that that's what it was and that that it was her dependent upon herself and shedding shed s-h-e-d shedding the idea <laughs> of I got a little bit of that Kentucky accent so I want to be very clear on that word uh shedding the idea of of depending on on family or especially on a man and then, but bringing another person back into her life that ends up kind of creating a family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But still, it's not sexual. It's not, it's this and that. And as you know, there's a scene in the second movie that's coming out in March where there is like a, a, a love scene and a, a scene of passion. And kind of the whole, one of the whole kicks of that reason for that scene is to show where she's gone on this journey. But also there's like almost like a joke at the end of it about when she's telling him, hey, don't, don't think last night was any more than it was. Yeah. We're so used to seeing that kind of line coming from a guy. Yeah. You know, that it was nice to see a girl delivering it in an authentic way. And it's also like in the 1870s, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Cause, cause you would see like that line from even, you know, from 007 style right. films exactly. where exactly. like the guy gets every girl, right. you know, the Bond girl type right. of Right. And, and this doesn't play, it, it doesn't, it, you know, you've seen it. it. In the movie, it doesn't play like it's being ironic or it's being satirical or anything. It plays very seriously. And, uh, but it also does serve that purpose, you know? Yeah. So it was nice to, it was nice to write a female character and I don't know why I really don't, but I've, I've, I've strangely somehow gotten obsessed with writing really strong female characters yeah. and uh, not just female characters, but like, I like writing diverse casts and, and character sets and stuff like that. But for some reason, I've really got it in my mind in the past couple of years that it's part of my mission to 
kind of reshaped the way that cinema presents women. And probably part of that was growing up watching Aliens and stuff and seeing Sigourney Weaver do it, it with Ripley and, yeah. you know, other other people have done this. Yeah. I, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. Yeah, and and with that, a little note on that, on the writing aspect of it, like what are some of the challenges that you have to either face or or try to overcome as you're writing? I think that if you want to really talk about writing as the art and the craft of writing, that the the difficulties of writing come like oh man hard to get out in a in a cogent way but like to me the the fun of writing is the first draft the importance of writing is the revisions is is what you do in the later drafts and, and what you do with what you create on the first pass uh so i, I would say that anyone out there who is considering writing first of all do it just do it because this is why is because whatever you put down on the paper for your first draft doesn't count. It only counts as much as you want it to. But if you don't put something down as a first draft, you've got nothing. You, you, that's your clay. Yeah. And so you have to get your clay out there and you can't feel self-conscious about it because unless you want to show somebody that's awful stuff, no one's ever going to see it. And so you have the opportunity to take and get that first draft out and then use the ability to edit and revise and edit. And that's where the, you really start to find things emerging. You find characters emerging. You find character and plot starting yeah. to come together and stuff like that. So I'm bumping the mic and stuff. Uh, but so you start to, uh, it's in the revision and the editing process that things get stronger. And then in film writing, it, it's really sometimes even you might have things written out and really feel like it's tight as you, as it could be. And then you'll meet your actors who are actually going to play the roles and that can literally change yeah. the way you envision the character is just meeting that actor. And so, as you know, with like Vengeance Turns, at some points we were changing dialogue all the way up to the time of, of rolling the camera. I can do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it, it is one of those things where you, you do have to start with a blank page, mm -hmm. you know, same thing with, with music or with art, painting, you know, obviously there's an artist podcast. So yeah. uh, you do have to canvas. sketch something. Yeah. Yeah, you got to put something down. Yeah, and I think that that's what what terrifies most people is that they feel very self conscious about uh, about there's something very vulnerable. Yeah, and yeah, because I I have seen that where people try to make this even the sketch perfect. Mm -hmm. nope. you know, like, well, the sketch is not gonna. That's that's why it's called the sketch. I was explaining to Rob the other day when we were shooting something that he was having to pretend that he was an artist, and I was like, here, draw draw Hampson, draw my character Hampson. And he started to try to draw. I was like, here's the most artists do. They'll just draw some circles first to kind yeah. of put where the belly is. Here's where the head is. Here's where the legs are. Yeah, it just all my sketches <laughs> are perfect sketches. <laughs> yeah, here's what today. Uh, yeah, unless you have sketches by that hand. skill <laughs> after tens of thousands of hours. Oh, that and, that and, irritates the shit out of me. When, <laughs> when, like, because I know all these different comic book artists and stuff, and people like Andy who will sit there and they'll sketch something out really quickly. And be like, well, this is really just you know. A warm-up thing and you're like oh. <laughs> it's like it's perfect it's perfect then they ask you why don't you draw more and i'm like because of you <laughs> but i think honestly I, I have that effect on people with writing as well i think that some people are that i make it look like it's easy and i've, I've never have meant for, for it to seem that way because it's not it's just something that i both enjoy and obsess about yeah you know and i think that that's kind of almost where you got to be i think that that successful artists is, is you know and i, I you may get a lot of 
feedback about this. I don't know. People disagree with me. I don't know. But that the successful artists of all types, actors, painters, writers, directors, dancers, whatever it might be, they're all obsessive to a nearly pathological degree. It's, but it's nearly, not pathological, nearly. You gotta, you've got to become so overwhelmingly driven for that that almost nothing else matters but it can't ever go past almost. You've got to be able to still balance your life and stuff. You've got to have a roof over your head and food in your belly and, you know, and, and, and a way well, to. Yeah. And, and again, that's where the, the passion comes into play, you know, because you have to be passionate about what you're doing so you can enjoy what you're doing, you know. Pashological? Pashological. That's a new word. Pashological. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, pashological. <laughs> Trademark Andy that, Ruano. That's, that's nearly pathological. Oh, I like pathological. I like that. Yeah, because you do have to, you have to enjoy what you're doing. You have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to crave to do it. You have to put, you know, your entire soul into it. Yeah, and if know? maybe, maybe you are more meant to enjoy art and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I mean, I think that, uh, that if without the enjoyers of the art, then, the, then this podcast doesn't matter and none of us matter, you know? Uh, so it, it's okay. And I think it's okay to that part of the human, you know, condition is to uh, see things that we wish for ourselves that we also know are not ever going to be true. Maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're those like uh, supreme, like the things like, uh, like I wish I could fly to the moon and you know, that's not practical, you know, but part of the uh, shoot for the stars and you might just hit the moon. It's just one of those things where you, you just have to go for it. Yeah, yeah, but you also, like, you can't be upset that you're not meant for it, that, that you're not meant to be the deliverer of it. Like yeah. me with art, with, we, with me with drawing or painting. I, I've tried to get back into it many times. I'm over 50 years old, and many yeah. times I've tried to get back into it, and it's frustrating to me because I don't, I, I've got the surface desire. I don't have the deep yeah. desire. And, and, and I've got and, it with writing. And I feel like that, that's where and acting and you have to figure out too. You have to figure out your strengths. That's it. You have to figure out what you are actually good at. Because again, we all want to, like, I wish I can play Mozart. Right. I do want to get a piano and to be able to practice. I can practice it and get better at it. Will I ever be Mozart? No. And so you could either, then you you face a fork in the road. Because you can't be Mozart, you can now give up or now, or you can decide to proceed down a path that is you, your style. Where I can get up to my level and, okay, cool, I'm comfortable with my Mozart. And it's not not bad. It's your style. Only Mozart is Mozart. Only Robert Christopher Smith is Robert Christopher Smith. Only Andrew Ruano is Andrew Ruano. Please do not get a piano. So... Uh, I'm, I'm adding it to the wish list. We're going to get a piano. Do if, not if, get uh, a with piano. The, with the money from Lardis Podcast, please so support Lardis I think podcast. the word we're looking for, dude, is inspiration. Yeah. So I think it's great to be inspired by art and let yeah. that inspiration fill you, but then also to know where your own limitations yeah. are. And, and maybe when you face that branch in the road, you don't stop. You do go ahead and develop your own style yeah. and, and accept the yeah. fact that you're not yeah. those other artists. But that's really what it takes. Like, kind of going circling back around at the beginning of this question, what does it take? It takes realizing that you've got to be your own voice. Yeah. You can't ever be your heroes. Yeah, you, you can't be somebody else. You right. know, every human is individual to its own nature, and, and, and you have to be yourself, truly be yourself. You can inspire to be somebody else, but you're never going to be them. 
There's, there's, I said the word before vulnerable. And I, I think that there's something very exposing, self-exposing about being an artist. And I don't, again, I don't care if it's painting, writing, drawing, dancing, whatever. There's something very naked about it. Do you know what I mean? Like in a, in a spiritual and soulful way, you are really showing people behind the veil, you know, of, of, you know, where we take our whole lives and build up this carefully constructed facade. As an artist, you have to be willing to let people peek behind that. And yeah. you have to be willing to give, you know. Yeah. So it's, and, it's and and with that in mind, with inspiration, like how what would be a good way to maintain that inspiration or that motivation? Or like uh, for instance, for in your case with writing, what what motivates you? What inspires you? Um I would say and I've had this question too, and I remember like going all the way back to college. Uh, because I actually did major in writing in college, creative writing, English creative writing at the University of Kentucky. And um, I remember our our teacher telling us at one point, because, you know, at this point we're seven, eight, eight, 18, 19 years old or whatever. And he said, one of the most important things I can tell you as a writer is go live. Go live your life. Go experience. Yeah. Let things happen to you, you know? And uh, I think, again, we're one of the, shortcomings may be as people who are fans of art fantasize about becoming an art artist is many, many of those people are, are armchair warriors in, in their pursuit is they, they never get off the couch. They're more, they're so busy consuming art. <laughs> Stop it. They're so busy <laughs> consuming art that they don't create it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I, f I forgot who said it, but it, it was, if you're, going to create a character if you're going to do something you know you have to imagine it mm -hmm. and if you haven't lived it or read it or experienced it how can you imagine it yeah you know? every heartbreak i've ever experienced is somewhere in the on the page you know and and every great person every awesome experience i've ever had is 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 buried in those words as well so uh, i would say every character you ever meet is me first of all but then they're me like mashed up with other people that I've met or, you know, or groups of people that I've met every little character. And so that's the important piece is getting out, meeting new people, uh, experiencing new things, taking chance, taking risks, you know, uh, balancing them, you know, you don't want to be stupid, but, but taking risks and, 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 and seeing that, you know, it's okay and that you can bounce yeah. back from almost anything and, and then getting that resilience onto the page. Were there a couple little points like that in Vengeance Turns? Like, uh, whether it be the, the main character or some of the side characters that you said, like, this is me in that character. Yeah, like Mia, the, the main character, again, with this little whole, like, obsession that I had with creating her, it became kind of easy to start writing it because I have, uh, if you can see this on video, I'm probably one of the whitest people you'll ever meet. I may even look clear. Or something <laughs> i'm right here wearing the blue sweater uh the uh <laughs> but uh but i knew growing up that i had native american blood from both sides my mom and my dad's side of the family uh but we never talked about this kind of stuff in fact anytime i brought it up i was kind of like shushed about it yeah do you know what i mean and um so i, I blew that up in the story to where you know it, it's something i really focused on but where she's got these questions about her own background and her own heritage and things like that that have been repressed and then that's what kind of saves her you know what i mean mm -hmm. and um so 
there, there was a bit of that with Mia. I also have a very troubled family life. And so uh, both Mia and Simon, Mia's troubled family life is that her family gets slaughtered. But Simon's is that his family, his, his, he doesn't have a mother and his father is very cruel. And so I got to uh, kind of vent a, a lot of little, again, you take as a writer, you take little things and you really, really exponentially magnify them, yeah. you know, and let other characters, uh, the character in the scenario, take that to its ultimate yeah. kind of end yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I would say that if you, if you watch Vengeance Turns Volume 1 and Volume 2 all the way through, by the end of it, whether you know it or not, you're going to know me pretty well. Yeah. Believe it or not, strangely. Yeah. I can do that. And then speaking of getting to know you, uh, do you have any like specific uh, routines or rituals to get into the process of writing? Because wow. I, I know when, when we were developing Vengeance Turns, we talked about Vengeance Turns. You had the entire story in your head. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until we... Uh, we're able to get the main actress mm -hmm. ready. Yeah, so it's always kind of different. Yeah, that, was, that, was that, a, that was completely different. Yeah, yeah, that's when we actually wrote the entire yeah. screenplay. Yeah, it had kind of a basic, real dry outline. And I've kind of, kind of taken <clears throat> that approach now. It, it became kind of a formula for me now, is that uh, I write stuff on my own all the time, but I also love doing collaborations with other writers. I, I co-wrote a movie that's coming out soon, you know, this, you worked on it with me, called Spread pigs to slaughter we filmed it last year and we just are wrapping up a little a couple details on it right now it'll probably come out later this year and um uh what was the question i've lost my thing there uh any uh routines or rituals to get into the artistic process ah, there was the friends so basically we, i would just collaborate with these different people and i'll give them a chunk or i'll give them an idea or an outline or even just a piece of a story a different these different collaborators and on spread it was kurt belcher and Kurt was, he's a comic book artist, also from Kentucky, name check, uh, shout out to Colt, Kurt Belcher. And uh, he was kind of an art director for us on Vengeance Turns, did a lot of character design work with me and stuff like that. And one day, as Ven at right as things were going really good for us and we were getting ready to sign contracts and stuff for Vengeance Turns, Kurt and I were on a, on a Zoom talking and he asked me about why I'd never done a slasher film. And we just started talking. And a few minutes later, he shows me, he, he's like, dude, we have five pages of notes right here. And so uh, we kind of did like with me and Amanda. I would write a chunk and he would write a chunk. We'd get back together, kind of put them together. Um, but that's not exactly anything I would recommend to people because it's very esoteric and vague what I just said of how to do it. But I guess my real routine would be that write every day. Uh, keep, I, I, you know, this very well about me is I, I almost always have a piece of paper and a pencil or pen with me. It's something to write with or write on around me, uh, when I'm not being interviewed or something like that. I don't want to be distracted. Uh, but, um, get your ideas, capture them. Don't ever, never, never, never think that you'll write it down later or that you'll do it later yeah. because you won't. So yeah. especially with writers, when you have an idea, when that flash of inspiration hits, you must follow it. You must capture it. Even if you cannot complete it at that time, you've got to at least get it started. I can do that. Yeah, because I feel like that's something very powerful to do. You know, it's similar to journaling, but in, a, in an artistic fashion to just uh, wake up at three in the morning with an idea, sketch yeah. it out, 
you know, write yeah. it down. I keep paper know. and pen beside my bed. And that's kind of what I was saying. That's kind of how it, how it started with me is I would, growing up in my teens, I would get these ideas. I would wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh man, this is a great idea for a comic book story or a movie, you know, uh, the sequel to Star Wars or whatever. And uh, then the next day I would be like, what was that? Yeah. And so I started just keeping it uh, in college. I got in the habit of keeping uh, like a piece of paper and a pen beside my bed or in my pocket. And uh, pretty much I've not missed an idea, you know, since my teens because of that, you know, sometimes you even have to throw away big piles of garbage, but like <laughs> most of the movies that I write and stuff will in fact be collections of little notes that I've written to myself on my text. I'll text stuff to myself. Uh, now with the cloud, I love using Google documents because I can just open a Google document for every project and just kind of add notes to it and just, you know, let the project grow and, and bloom from there. And now with my own production company, that, that collaboration style has continued with Rob Banks, shout out to Rob and our company, Robert's next door, because we take a lot and just start Google docs. I give an idea or he gives an idea. And then again, kind of like the Amanda style, we just both kind of go at it until it's yeah. done. I can do that. And yeah. And that was going to be kind of like my, my follow-up question to that on, you know, how do you get inspiration? And then from there, how do you turn that inspiration, those late night notes or sketches or, or, or blurbs out? How do you turn that into a project? Like, like what's, what's your usual process? Well, like I have a great and profound appreciation for structure in writing, particularly cinematic screenplay writing. And it's even arguments that I've had with people. And again, I don't know if, how many of your listeners are, are, are uh, big into this, but it's, there's different schools of thought on, on writing, uh, especially for cinema. And I'm, I'm very, very, very pro structure. And so for me, it almost always starts with the end. Like I want to have a good ending, a twist of some type, and I'll kind of write backwards from there. But I want to outline it so that I know I have a good solid first act, second act, third act. And all of that means something very specific to me. And it should to you if you're a writer. And if you're not sure what, what it means to you, then you need to check out books. You need to, don't just think like, again, none of this just happened for me. This has been a lifelong obsession for me. And it, uh, yes, I started writing when I was seven. I wrote my first story when I was seven, but along the way I majored in writing in college and, and was trained by writers there had, you know, mentors and stuff. And since then I've read books like screenplay by Sid field story by Robert McKee. And not just once, you know, here I am a writer with, you know, movies out there. So I go back to these books all the time and, and go back to the well. And so understanding cinematic structure and then applying it, I think is, is huge, you know, and that's, and that means a lot to me. Like as far as when something feels real to me is when I start to know there's three acts. Yeah. 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 Cause uh, again, going back to those books, you know, you have to always go back to your root. You, you have mm -hmm. to always get better, hone your skills mm -hmm. and, and you, you can't just expect to be good everything every single time like no. sometimes you need reminders you know go back to those old sketchbooks or go back to basics yeah i mean art's a learning thing i'm good every single time <laughs> you, you've always got to be learning I've never like, every single i've never day. thrown away any sketch <laughs> i've never repainted a painted well, canvas no, what we talked about, about recently was the fact that that i get terrified 
of and very skeptical of any artist that I ever meet that says, "Yeah, I'm 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 done. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I, I've learned everything. Oh, yeah. I, I'm 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 as good as I'm gonna get at this. You know, it's like I am perfect. Wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, first try. Can't imagine feeling like that. <laughs> I, I, but I kind of like the idea, especially like acting is something that I'm not as good at. Supposedly, I am good from what I hear. But it, I don't have quite the lifetime of confidence that I have in writing. You haven't been doing it since I was seven. Uh, so it's, it's interesting to, to feel that thing of that passion of chasing it, yeah. you know, of just like, I, I want to be better. I want to be yeah. better. And I think that's a, that's a human nature thing because we do want to be better. We always want to. Not everybody, dude. Not everybody. But we should so all strive for it. I know, we man. I, I, I'm better. with you on that. It's but like, yeah. Like that, that's like if you have. Uh, there's a there's a saying that I always say. Hence why I always start with good mornings when I meet people, even if it's at late at night. It's like if you if you wake up, at least have one more good morning. You know, like just you started your day off awake. <laughs> What's well, my dad when I was a kid? I remember thinking this was so morbid, but I would say at night because I, my dad worked really hard when I was growing up, and so I'd see him for a while, and I would see him at night and say, "Dad, did you have a good day today?" He said, "Well, beats pushing up daisies." Yeah, and I remember thinking, "Jesus Christ, what a what a thing to say!" You know, like, wow, like yeah. you you just told me that really maybe your he, day is better than dying. Maybe he just doesn't want to be a gardener. Really hates flowers. He's like really anti <laughs> anti flora. Yeah, you know. But but I mean, I remember that hitting me though. You know, and but now I'm in my fifties and I get it. You know what I mean? It's and, and uh, he was joking first of all, and and I'm joking now. But but the thing is, is that's that's the thing. You're right. Is that you gotta embrace that. Is that every day is another chance. Yeah. And I was telling somebody earlier today, in fact, who's half my age, uh, to my art whether or not he should give it up. And I said, no, you shouldn't. You know, I said, if it means something to you, keep doing it, man. I said because there's not a there's not a clock on it. Yeah, and, you, you know, know th there's 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 no loss for it. Like other than the clock you put on it. Yeah, it's, it's like you're just making yourself understand yourself. And putting it onto a canvas or onto film. I've done like therapy that, yeah. and I've done art, and I have gotten much more true knowledge of myself from the art than I did from therapy. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I never forced pills on myself. Yeah, and and, and, and that's <laughs> why. Yeah, that, that's that's why my morbid quote: "Have at least one more good morning." Right. Like, at least one more. I think that's why it's important too. Uh, to also, it's it's like we're going off on a, on a such a like uh, what do you call it? Existential, tender, yeah. yeah. But also getting tender because I say it's important to tell people you love them. People that are in your life. This is one of the things I do know. Uh, getting into my fifties is that uh, like your thing about every day, you know, another chance for a good morning, or whatever. Is every time you see somebody, the last time you see them, maybe the last time you see them. And so I really think it's important to understand that and not that you never necessarily have to hug them and kiss them and say, Oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Every time you see them or, or, or what have you. But I do think it's important to slow down a little bit in our lives and particularly with the people that mean something to us and to, uh, to look at them and appreciate them. Yeah. yeah. You know, every time we see them and I appreciate you guys just so that you know that. Yeah. And we I was, appreciate you too. I, I was thinking about that the other day, you know, how, uh, how much, how many good things, have come into my life from knowing you guys and knowing your family and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think it's important to let people know these things because yeah. you never know when it'll be too late. Yeah. Yeah. You, you never know if whether it be yourself or the other person will have that good morning.
That's it. Yeah. And did you see like where those waves were sucking people out in Ventura and stuff, man? Like, yeah, yeah that could be us, man. You never know. You know, we had the earthquake the other night. That could be a, a wall of water coming over us. So, you know. You, you should be fine. <laughs> it should be fun. Should be fine. <laughs> this and this podcast is brought to you by. Yeah, this world. podcast is brought to you by. That's why I learned how to swim. swim. <laughs> you better learn how to, yeah, but by Ruano swimming lessons. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Like to to today's word of the day is pessimism. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. But we didn't mean to do that. We're just artists. You have to you have to you have to embrace <laughs> your traumas to be able to get better. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of the things I've also that I have tried to get through to myself is like because I definitely I, I've spent too much of my life as an artist knowing that part of my artistic well was dipping into that that. L- depression and yeah that, that solitude and stuff, and stuff like stuff that like but that, yeah. but i also now as i get older i'm realizing the power of, of 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 drawing from the beauty in my life as well because there's been so much of it you know that, I, that of course people hear that, that they they vengeance turns they watch these movies they watch spread and they watch stuff like succubus they're like what's what's the beauty dude <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I am trying, man. I'm trying like to not always be so grim and and to bring some more lighthearted stuff into junk. Like, but I do it like with Hampson. I'll, I'll create a character like Hampson, a cartoon character, and then what do I do? I start doing heavy political stuff <laughs> and I start making that depressing too, man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it it happens. It happens. And speaking of being depressed and being not so political, uh, we're gonna switch over onto our quickenay. I don't know if you oh, right on. are aware of our quickenay lightning games. round. Our, lightning. our lightning, lightning rounds round. that is on one of these cute cards over here. And uh, again, the quick and A is just a rapid uh, amount of questions and answers that uh, should be fun. 20 seconds on the clock. 20 seconds on the clock. Oh, no, wrong show. If you get it wrong, we will grade it and you will get it. Every uh, answer uh, is a question. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jeopardy style? Every, every answer is an answer to the answering question. And uh, again, we always start with a couple uh, questions that we ask every single guest, and then we'll go, we'll just shoot from there. Are, Randomize. Randomize are you ready for this? Lay it on me. All right. You know, this has got to be fast. So to Cue my A. <laughs> pen or pencil? Uh, pen. Ballpoint or gel pen? Uh, ballpoint. What's your favorite medium? Film. Favorite shape? Circle. Do you get a new sketchbook or notebook, or do you finish the notebook before you get new, a new? Always new. Always new? <laughs> stacks. Stacks. <laughs> stacks and stacks. Yeah. Stonks. I mean, stacks. Yeah, and then very specific and then not specific. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what food would pair very good while watching Vengeance Turns, would you say? Mm, pizza. For pizza. sure. Ooh, I can dig that. What's the... Top song that you've been listening to lately? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to what it's called. Uh, the United States of Whatever is back on my United list. States of Whatever. Yeah. Uh, crayons or Rose Art? Uh, crayons, because I don't know what Rose Art is. You don't know what Rose Art is? <laughs> good. Oh, yeah, you're from Kentucky. Good. Uh, yeah. the, the, those are the cheaper versions of crayons that ah. you would get at a Denny's. The colored, the colored candle those wax. Are the, those are the depressing crayons. Yeah, yeah the those are the wax. Wax. your grandma's house wax. or whatever. She's yeah. like, here you can color. You're like, ow. <laughs> like it's, nothing's happening. Yeah, smearing a, a candle on a paper. That's not coloring. <laughs> uh, favorite movie director? Darren Aronofsky. 
or David Lynch? Favorite film. Or your most recent favorite film. It's weird to say, but for some reason I'm going to say Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I can dig that. Uh, do you have a dedicated space for writing or do you just do it wherever you are? Uh, both. Because I do idea work wherever I am, but whenever it's time to actually make the structure thing we were talking about earlier happen, that's generally at this point happens on a computer. Secret, at my desk. Yeah. Yeah. Pacific laptop. I can do that. Secret talent? <laughs> Doing uh, this. Nice for the audio listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice moving my thumb audio. in a jerky way. Yeah, <laughs> it's very exciting. Double jointed. Yeah, thumb. it's very. Exciting. I can do this with my tongue too. Yeah, it's, Double it's jointed. Oh, yeah, it's, all, it's all great for radio. I could, I could hear it. I could I hear hear it. That's you, good. Yeah, ASMR can. new from Ruano. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, favorite hard liquor? Whiskey for sure. Whiskey. For You're sure. a whiskey guy. Yeah. Any of the whiskeys, Tennessee stuff, whiskey or Kentucky whiskey? Uh, oh yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's a follow. up Wow, that'll get me in real trouble because yeah. it should be bourbon or Kentucky whiskey. But I really, as a kid, was always Jack Daniels. It was just always Jack Daniels for us because we were little punks, and that's what it was in the punk thing. Drink Jack Daniels, mm -hmm. punky Kentucky kids drink Jack Daniels. So, so, so no, <laughs> no higher end. 12-year-old, 18-year-old Scott. Not until, not until I was in my 30s or 40s. <laughs> not until I could afford it. Yeah, yeah, not until the people I was working for could afford it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the most used color in your films? Most used? Yeah, most used color. Not your favorite color, but the most used color. Oh, man. I don't know what would you say. Probably black? <laughs> <laughs> They're all, the, some of the shots are really dark. Just yeah, like, I was like, like, not by me. Like, like, you wanted them dark. Spread. I, I had them filming it using the cell phones as, the, as our lighting sources. I don't remember it that. It could be done. That, my, that my, my cinematographer thought I was crazy, but it turned out looking really beautiful. All right. Here's, here's one. I know you are not necessarily a, a painter or whatnot, mm -hmm. but what kind of brush do you prefer? Here are the choices. Round, flat, bright, filbert, mop, liner, or fan brush? Oh, mop. I mean, just because of the fact that if I was going to apply it to my life in general, because like I generally go stuff with a more of a splash kind of a approach. To mop? I can yeah. do that. Yeah. And then I'll kind of, I'll kind of like get the lines and stuff in that first gloppy mess. Nice. Ooh, I like that. I like that style. And then our final question, favorite veggie? Like vegetable? Vegetable. Um, does veg potato count? It's a vegetable. The, it's it would, a rooted vegetable. It would, yeah, because it's got no it's got because se seeds become fruits, right? So yeah. it's it's a tuber. Like sure, well, the, it was same thing like onions and stuff like that. Right, like, they're tubers. So I don't know if that counts or not. But it kind of is a vegetable. So, so yeah, the potato potatoes, chips because I really potato. like French fries <laughs> <laughs> and mashed potatoes. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> potatoes are potato. like very You could do I could everything. go for some French fries right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can fry them. You can mash them. You can tot. You can put them. them in the stew. You can you can put them in the stew. <laughs> you, they can tot. They yeah. Can, you know, they like can hash. You can do fried potato. That's right. Boiled yeah. potato, shrimp potato, <laughs> potato soup, potato salad, potato salad. Someday I'm going to have me a potato boat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank you for participating on the Quick and A. And, um, no, thank you. And uh, I liked a lot of your answers. Um, I hope my A's were Q enough. Yeah, I, I still think, you know, Scotch is better than, than Jack Daniels. Just uh, That's just my personal preference. But uh, uh, What was that, Scotch? 
scotch over over just bourbon. straight whiskey over Tennessee. Bourbon. Yeah, but uh, but that's well, let's just go, let's try to nitpick though. Let's try to get specific. You know, yeah, it, they're still I mean, on the whiskey the que- family. The question it, was it, a very specific question, but it is also this is I know I don't want to get us derailed, <laughs> over, but 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 the thing is, is like for alcohol, in my general belief is is that when you start drinking. The quality of it is much more important than when you finish drinking. Yeah, at the, the end of the it's, night, it's it's definitely the quality over the quantity. Well, is fine. Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning of the night, you want that top shelf. At the end of the night, it's like mm, they can like, give yeah. you slop and tell you that it's <laughs> whatever. You're like, yeah, sh- this is the best. Yeah, like, okay, just, <laughs> well, w- with with that code in mind, that boosted your your grade up to a D plus D, D plus I was going to say I was going to say a C plus plus oh C plus plus C plus plus because again mainly Isn't the Jack Daniels of Jack Daniels but that was like the, for me that was but again, going back to the kids yeah. thing you know it's like the the whole like yeah, I, I all, drank, all the all the kids that drink I, I, I drank more whiskey between 16 and 25 than I have in the 20 Five years or so since then. I can do that. Yeah, that, yeah. that's. It's like, yeah, you should, you should definitely check on your liver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I was in a band between '92 and '96, and I would say that probably fifty uh, percent of the alcohol I've drank in my whole life I drank during those four years. I can do that. I can do that. But again, thank you for participating. You. It was fun. For the audience members, be sure to leave a comment. And uh, give them a grade. See what well, I want to see what you guys think. Um, come, come visit me on Instagram at only Robert C Smith. Yes, only. Also, also my OnlyFans. Yes. Well, yeah, because well, only your fans know where <laughs> to go. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, only, only fan. <laughs> the only fan. <laughs> the only fan. <laughs> and it's one of those ceiling fans too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this. But, <laughs> and again, we're gonna do a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with Robert. Christopher Smith. We gotta get paid. I'm pretending like I hear music. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there, fellow podcast listener. Are you ready to style up your game while supporting your favorite podcast show? We are introducing a brand spanking new apparel line by Lotrano Gallery. With every purchase, you're not just going to be looking amazing, but you'll keep your favorite podcast alive and kicking. From tees to hoodies, dive into our collection at lotranogallery.com under store. Trust us, your wardrobe and this podcast will appreciate it. So thank you for shopping and listening. Not all of us are nerds. Well, why can't people? I mean, it's like that's the stuff that just makes sense. Have you never heard the word Kodak in your life? I've never heard the well, word Kodak. I guess it should make sense to you. Oh no, it's not going to sound the same if you're wait, not in co- the room. Like with the it. like the camera, Kodak camera. Not, not Kodak. Kodak. Uh, compressed, decompressed. Uh, yeah. you're you saying the Kodak. same word. Kodak. You're saying the same word. But again, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Not to Kodak, that Kodak. You already say something really. <laughs> Not Kodak, Kodak. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and and even at that, the, we've been talking about Kodak for a little bit. Um, Kodak, then, Kodak. <laughs> tomato, potato. Yeah, you, you like tomatoes and potatoes. Polaroid. Um, but uh, yeah, because because that goes back into a little bit of the topic that we were talking about on on inspiration and being you know inspiring to be somebody else or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like that's just not their skill set Mm -hmm. and and you need skills to be Mm -hmm. able to produce to be able to create to be able Mm -hmm. to do something and sometimes 
people forget the fundamentals because they want to strive to be the best from day one, you know, right. from the sketch. And if I can't be, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, and, and that's where, you know, we were talking about codex and how some people don't know what codex are when mm -hmm. it comes to video or when it comes to film and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's literally just kind of like above their pay grade is like their IQ isn't not necessarily isn't high enough, but uh, it's like it's not in their periphery of what they want to do. They want to do something specific, but they don't understand that they have to learn the fundamentals and the right. basics of everything before you can specialize in that specific. Or why it's important to pay someone to do it sometime. Yeah. Like on stuff, man. That's one of the things I have definitely discovered over the past couple of years is, man, when something's not in your wheelhouse, it's when you think about what your time is worth and what you can get done and da 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 da, -da and how serious you are about the project, just pay someone. Yeah. Pay, pay a skilled you know, like, artist and pay a, them with their a work. A collaborator, you know, find yeah. somebody who does have that skill set. But you have to <clears throat> be able to have that mentality of, oh, I don't know, I should get help. But, you know, that goes back to the, the thing is, is we were talking about this before. I don't know, this almost seems like we did talk about this on that party podcast thing. Party but, podcast. but the idea of, of skill versus talent, and this ties back into our earlier conversation tonight, is that, that you can be born with a talent and still not make money from it. You have to hone it. You have to refine it in order to make it a skill. And it's skills that actually make talent. Yeah. Of course, some will get recognized for their talent early on. But the other side of that is, is that not everybody that's born with a talent will develop it into a skill and not all those people will make money. But there's a flip side that says that also there's plenty of people who are born without that talent yet do care enough about it to develop the skill. Yeah. And then they also can actually make money from it. Well, me, you, it doesn't matter who or what. Cause to me, it's like I'm, I'm on both because like, Writing is something that's a talent for me, and I've had it since I was a kid, and I've been working to build this skill with it my whole life. Acting, on the other hand, something I just found out I could do, and now I've, I've, I've been passionate about it, and, and I get upset now as an actor when I see other actors say that they're passionate about it, but they're doing nothing. To hone that skill. That's right. And maybe it's because they were good in high school or junior high school or something, and they just thought at some point somebody was going to anoint them. Or something, but yeah, if you're serious, you if like actors, if you're listening to this and you're serious, and you're not in classes, in my mind, you're not serious. Yeah. I, I won't, I won't hire an actor. I don't. I think if you looked, if you asked any actor out there right now who's made it, find Julia Roberts, find Meryl Streep, all of these people, all of them, Jack Nicholson. Well, maybe, maybe not him. I think, I think he's kind of crazy right now, but, <laughs> but, uh, but they have mentors. Or, or something, it doesn't matter what level you get to. As an artist, you always have a mentor. Yeah. And you always are developing your skill. Yeah, because we've, we've had those conversations with Andy on, you know, when it comes to upcoming artists. You know, like, yes, you could be a great painter, but if you don't know how to hang your paintings, like have, you know, proper wiring in the back, mm -hmm. making sure the information of it is it's up to par or or whatever having those details is like it's like you aren't a full artist like you're just doing the one side and hoping somebody else does the other side for you well there's a lot of conversations in movies right now in the media in the past couple of days social media about actors pay and the disparity of pay and particularly like in features i think there's one thing going on right now with like uh, brad pitt and, and taraji henderson or something like that uh, and, but 
it's interesting in beyond those guys in that that little mini controversy or whatever is we we've been talking we you and I as well as other you know collaborators have been talking <laughs> recently about the fact of you know why name brand actors are able to command the salaries that they do and why does a name mean a name because we keep on hearing from the distributors that like vengeance turns they liked it but the thing they told us is like your next movie you got to put a name in there just that simple and we were kind of like at the time like why you know what i mean like what's the but as you keep doing it you do figure it out it, when you start dealing with the struggle of of not just getting the movie put out but the first side of it making it when you have someone who is in this business with an established name you're actually getting two things for that name you're getting dependability and reliability they've proven that they are a reliable commodity for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that they're going to be there and they're going to deliver what you need them to deliver. And then number two, they're bankable. They've already got a built-in audience. And so mm -hmm. when you, the day that your movie comes out, there's a certain amount of people who are going to see it simply because that person's there. Yeah. And it matters. It does. Yeah. So and you can't actors if you're out there, like I said, get busy and you know, if if you wonder why those guys are making money and you're not, there's a reason. Yeah, and and with that in mind, with the, you know, wanting to strive for better, wanting to have those name brands in movies and stuff like that, how how are you evolving from some of the, the first projects that even we collaborated with? Mm -hmm. to some of the new projects that you have in the future like how are you making those steps or leaps to get better well one of the conversations that we had with our distributor with random media actually stuck in my mind and and that is that uh that you got to have a name in there and i literally how it's affected my process is and like uh, again i'm gonna name check or give a shout to my company again robert's next door uh, partnering with Rob Banks on. Uh, but one of the things that I told him as we went into that is like, we will never put out one project, like major project. We'll do fun stuff, but we won't ever put out anything that we're actually trying to market or make money off of if it doesn't have a, at least one recognizable name in it. And that's just a lesson learned, you know, and the further we go, the less non-recognizable names it'll be in there. Yeah. But, uh, but there will be a recognizable name and everything else that I do. And interestingly, like I said, I don't want to drop names or anything during the podcast, but because we started going down this road, we took ourselves seriously. We reached out to, we picked, we made a list of artists that, of actors that we wanted to work with. And we've been like literally like talking to a, a pretty well known actor uh, for four months or so now about the possibility of working on a sitcom that we're developing called background. And, and it's something you remember I told you about many years ago, again, this idea for like a office style kind of sitcom, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but about background actors. And uh, then there's a show within the show because they're working on a program. And yeah. uh, within that program, I wanted to bring in a name brand actor, get them shot out really quick, use what we already have learned and stuff like that. And, uh, so yeah, long. I made the answer too long as always, but yeah. No, because no, it, it is one of those things where that that's where you have to, like, turn your artistic, you know, art, your artistic vision into something that you can marketable, marketable, 
commercialize it. Monetizable. Monetizable. Mm-hmm. Who and uh, David, who was it? Which which uh movie or like um TV series was it that they had like this big name actors like, oh, we're gonna have this film with um with with this big name actor and all that and then and then like he he pops up like right at the beginning and they they kill him off (laughs) it's uh what's the one with travolta did the movie and then the did the tv series uh because because it was it was like a shorty it was it was like i don't remember that it was a record a recurring thing because they had they had like multiple multiple like i know um the grand tour the 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 grand tour which is uh, again um the the remake of the British mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, car show top model t- uh, top gear top gear top gear top model <laughs> top American model top, top gear same American <laughs> top model <laughs> different industry yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah so when they oh uh, Tyra Banks <laughs> yeah when they remade uh, uh, Top Gear essentially yeah. the 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 same host for Prime yeah yeah for Prime they they would do a they would always have a special guest mm-hmm. like oh you know and today's special guest mm-hmm. is going to be bono from totally. youtube and uh, totally and then like oh look because uh, they would have a window background or whatever like, and here he comes and then you'll see them walking in and then they would get run over by a car right, right. or a, 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 a balloon a, yeah. like when a hot air balloon falls on them yeah. or they trip over and they fall into a lake or whatever thank you like oh sorry I guess, oh, I guess we don't have any time for them like, yeah, and that's the end of the show yeah you shoot them out really quick man you get that they know they're coming in like 10 grand one day or whatever yeah and and even at that, like, like uh, sometimes like, it, it was name. just a body. Yeah, it was like a body double or something. Yeah, because like you don't <laughs> oh, really yeah, see yeah, their yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. You oh, totally, really... totally. And, and again, that, that's. But I was thinking like back to the '80s, where like you would see sometimes like on a movie poster, you see like somebody's face on a movie poster. So you go, oh, dude, I love that. That dude was in the Terminator or whatever. You know, uh, uh, Michael Bean or whatever. And so then you go to the movie, and then like they show up in one scene or whatever. Yeah. You're like, what? And you can almost tell, like, shot is like a second unit or something. Like, they tagged it on. Like, yeah. All you, look, just sit here and say something. Yeah, because, look, I also, like, you know, uh, that uh, that skit from um, Grand Tour. Like, I, I also remember uh, <laughs> that from uh, Police Story. Police Story? With Neil, what's his face, from uh, Airplane? The guy that's, like, very serious, but doesn't oh, comedy. Oh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. And uh, they would also have that, you know, like Stop on the credits. Me Shirley. Uh, yeah, like uh, during the credits, you know, they're like, oh, Leslie Nielsen plays this character. Yeah. This other person plays this character. Yeah, I think that's the one and that then, I was thinking about. Uh, our special guest is, yeah. you know, whoever. Yeah. And then like the first scene, you just hear the crack. Breaks like, never mind. He is no longer available. Police Squad from the TV. Police Squad, the the TV show version. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I totally remember. Yeah, that's the one. That's that's what I was referring to. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, are you gonna do that for for your show? Well, I mean, I'll tell you. Like, here's the thing. So we're supposed to shoot this horror movie called Succubus Next Door. Let's. Oh yeah, show the thingy. Good example of having someone do your art. Paid David to do this for me, the photography <laughs> and the finished piece. <laughs> Shout out, David. Yeah. Uh, but that's, um, that's but we talked about that, and like right now we've got it cast for the main stars and stuff. But like, there's all these day players that are gonna be needed for this thing, and so what we're gonna be trying to do over the next four or five months is try to fill every single slot that we can with some 
every name that we can get, we want to try to beat that name on the next one. You know what I mean? And just get them in for as low of amount of money as we can just to come in and shoot one day with us, you know? And that way we could have our main stars that all work at our rates and everything yeah. like that. Then get these, you know, starring blah, blah, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Like we were just saying, and then people watching like, wait a minute, they're not the stars. These guys yeah. are the stars. But and, and, and again, and with that in mind. Have the, have the big names be the background. Yeah. Kind of. But yeah, they get yeah. a line. Because mm-hmm. they got to have a yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> a, back, a background with a line. A, a background yeah. with a line. Starring Jack sure. Nicholson. He's sitting there going. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and they just go off of him, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and stop, stop filming so, me. So, <laughs> with that in mind, because I have a question here that obviously it's more like art painting related, yeah, which yeah. is you know how do you choose your color palettes and, and to to convey in your artwork and whatever. Like, how what's your process for that? Like, how do you choose the right actor or actress? to fit the role like is there a process is yeah. there um i i know uh we've done auditions and whatnot yeah, but i think your main thing is getting your star first i mean that's you know, we we know that kind of almost just from osmosis growing up in america yeah you know again I, I assume that but then a lot of people don't know it but but yeah you want to kind of get your star first and then sometimes it still changes later because you lose that person or whatever but you essentially would like to have the whoever the main focuses get them in there and then build people who are who have some type of chemistry even if it's negative chemistry sometimes but you want to get people whose chemistry works you know and build it build it off of that sometimes it's very specific that i'm trying to get somebody specifically just because they they nail this certain character the way i need it but then other times it's because of i like the way that they do play or that i suspect that they'll play off of another actor Mm -hmm. who they have scenes with but but so you always go for the main person mm-hmm. to get that as as the foundation and then kind of like mold it around them. Yeah, yeah, that's generally my goal. And then still having said that, we've had it happen more than once where we lose that person. Because on yeah. Vengeance Turns, we built the whole thing around Amanda. Yeah. I mean, that's where things like The Claw came in and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but by the time that we shot it, you know, six years later uh, with Paula, uh, it was still amazing, but we did, you know, we we built it around her instead. Whereas we had been always thinking about the characters yeah. and actors of being built around Amanda, it was all built around Paula, you know, at that point. And um, and we, I think that was part of maybe even when we saw like Azim's like uh, audition when yeah. he sent that in that night because we were looking at that other kid first, and then we saw Azim's and we're like, oh wow, man, him. With Paula, you remember like that whole yeah, conversation, yeah. like those two together. This is that's a good balance and stuff. So uh, I, I think that, and, and then from there, then if you got that balance, now you're kind of looking at the dynamic of other characters interacting, not just with the any single character, but interacting with that dynamic. You know, yeah. and that becomes important too. And then there's also a thing, and you know this too, that it's almost time to shoot, and somebody's got to be here. So sometimes it's literally just who can we get? Yeah, and that's even big movies. You know, who can we get? We need them here now. Yeah, and and I feel like <laughs> so, sometimes those, you know, the, you know, some people can call them like uh, little mistakes where yeah, it's like we ha- we just have to get somebody, so whoever is available yeah. gets the part type of thing. But I, I feel like you can't have a painting without those little mistakes. No, my you basic know? theory of art uh, since I was a kid is calling it the creative management of mistakes. Yeah, the the, you know? the happy accidents. Yeah, it's just sitting there. Bob Ross. This goes back to the thing of, of yeah, Bob Ross, man, probably where I got it. 
because of that, the happy accidents thing. But that goes back to the whole thing that we were saying earlier is that it's, there's nothing until you start. So you got to get something down on the page and don't worry about how bad it is. It's going to be bad. Yeah. It's it. You've got to be more worried about the people who put something down as a first draft or a sketch and say, it's awesome. Yeah. They're the ones with the problem. Not you who puts it down and goes, this is not right yet. Yeah. I still have to work on it. Yeah, I still have you, to add to it. Yeah. You're on the right path. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I do remember uh, again uh, one of the those happy accidents is the uh, uh, the aspect of we lost uh, uh, one of the actors while we were filming on location, <laughs> and uh, if you ever get a chance, it's coming out March, Vengeance Strange Volume Two. Yeah, you will see Andy's beautiful shoulder, shoulder. starring, <laughs> starring. On, yeah, on the, because we you just needed somebody to just literally. Do just I get a star in Hollywood now? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you, you There've been a lot of things like that where people that are completely unknown save the day in a Hollywood yeah. thing because they are the shoulder, the yeah, the, <laughs> the whatever that allowed the right transition yes. to happen because somebody shoulders of giants. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Because again, I feel like the the film would not be finished without Andy. Uh, it definitely would not because yeah, because <laughs> I had to stay up all night to come up with that solution. But yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it was all based around. So, what do you think if we just did this? You're like, yeah, that would work. Yeah. <laughs> and he was still holding the bike. He was still in full in, camera, uh, like audio gear. And, and we had to do one of these things that I've talked about forever that it, it bugs me when I see it in a movie because I know there's something up. But when the character, when a character has to kind of address the camera to explain what's going on, hey, you've got to wait here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what just happened? Like that, they lost somebody, somebody got fired. Somebody, yeah. somebody got fired. <laughs> somebody got fired that day. <laughs> I know, but uh, but yeah, and so with that, uh, I know Vengeance Turns Volume One is out yeah. on all streaming platforms. Yeah, uh, highly recommended if you get a chance. We'll link it in the description. And the comic on book Amazon will be out Prime. after the the sequel comes out in March. Yeah, the the comic books in the works. And uh, volume two will be out. Yeah. I gotta in get me March. a finished comic book for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the finished well, ones. That, that's well, the display no, no, one. No, 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 display one. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get. I want. I want the real oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah, the real I, one. Yeah, I, want I, want it, I want you guys to have the artwork book because the artwork book is coming out too. The artwork book will be. Ooh, that a, would be cool. Co- probably two or three times more than the comic book, but it will have. Uh, character sketches. It'll have sketch d- character design work for the movie. Concept It'll, art. Concept art, mm-hmm. yeah, this word I was trying to get out. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and it'll even have some early photography and stuff from me and David and Amanda on the very first day that we all met up and got together and went out to Griffith Park yeah. and started really kind of solidifying who we thought the character was. And yeah. so uh, the artwork book is going to be neat. And it'll have uh, some other little comics, mini comics and stuff in there too. I can do that. Yeah, so look for the artwork of Vengeance Turns. And so, so where can we see some of that? Like I know... Vengeance Turns mm-hmm. uh, has an Instagram page, right? Mm-hmm. And it is... At Vengeance Turns. At Vengeance Turns. Oh, so at Official Vengeance Turns. Official Vengeance Turns. And you can go to our website, which is vengeanceturns.com. And there's also vtpresskit.com if you're more sophisticated. Yeah, if you want to see the, the press <laughs> kit of the film, hence VT Yeah, it's literally kit. one of the things that helped me sell the movie was I built this thing called the VT Press Kit. It literally, one of the, our little... One of the many little things that I had to do, yeah, to well, get to get this thing done. It, it, yeah, because it, it is one of those things where without a press kit, you can't 
like it's not a finished project. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like having an artist bio. And it's not a know, dud. You know, you, you you're the one that aimed me at the Adobe portfolio to do it. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a dud. You know, it's a it's a decent little thing. I, I spent some time on it, so it's not bad. Yeah. So pretty proud of the work. And then, so, uh, for your Instagram is only Robert. Uh, Robert C. Smith. Yeah. Robert C. Smith. Only Robert C. Smith. Then there's at spread the movie, which will start getting more populated, uh, over the next couple of months as that movie gets ready to come out. Uh, and there'll be a comic book coming out for that as well, but we'll tell you all that on the spread page there. Um, uh, and there's, um, SNDmovie.com for yeah. Succubus Next Door. But you can get that too. Yeah. And and you're thinking of filming that in May. In May. L- yeah, later. that's our that's our goal yeah. right Essentially now. Essentially later this year. Yeah. yeah, because I'll have a break. Uh, I teach at USC and so I'll have a break uh right around that time. And so yeah. We're, we're gonna need about like between like seven and eight days, yeah. you know, something like that to film the whole yeah. thing. And then so like as we wind down the the main podcast aspect of it, like what would be or, or, or if you can give somebody a tip, like, mm-hmm. like whether, you know, for writing or filmmaking or, or just to be an artist, what would be a tip that has inspired you that you would like to pass on to somebody else? Um, to again, it goes back to kind of like the, we we're saying, like, just do it kind of thing. But I would say, like, one of the best things that ever happened to me in like was a uh, kind of a breakthrough moment for me as a as a writer, like going from a kid who was doing some writing to really like the idea of experiencing the world and bringing it into my writing was when I was in college, uh, my teacher, Gurney Norman, and I imagine Gurney is dead by now, but man, he was a fantastic influence on me. Uh, he had our whole class for like half of a semester. We had to carry a journal with us. And every day we just had to write down like 10 things that we noticed. And if you want to be a writer and you want to get yourself started and you don't, you don't really know how to get yourself started, Carry around a little pad of paper with you and every day write down 10 things that you notice. Because if you start training yourself to notice things, that's the beginning. I like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, especially as an artist, like noticing, you know, it's, that's where it starts. Yes. I know what you mean. If if you're not noticing a lot of things, you're probably not going anywhere. If you're like, oh, I'm noticing the TV screen. I'm noticing the TV screen. I'm noticing the TV screen. You need to get out of your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel like you, you have to be, you know, going back to you have to experience life. Yeah, you have to experience the world, and doing that is a good way to notice what's around you. Yeah, I saw a lady one day during all this. It was one of the unforgettable, and I don't know why it's completely forgettable, but a lady walking across campus at the University of Kentucky with an umbrella on a average day in Kentucky, no rain not particularly sunny walking with an umbrella and I wrote down woman walking with umbrella <laughs> on, on average day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to me, that's like the kind of thing that you want to know because to me that inspires there's, you know, again, as a writer, I can start springboarding off of that yeah. a million different ways of why she was a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, there's a million ways to go right there. So yeah. noticing things is important. Yeah. Experiencing and, life. And if you didn't write it down, it would have been gone. It would have been gone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what um a lot of a lot of like artists when they're traveling, mm-hmm. and they just they just ask if they're like on the train or on the bus, then they just see some some somebody interesting. They'll mm-hmm. do a little quick sketch. It's the same thing with with writing. Exactly. It's like, it's like you'd notice something. It's like oh, pretty interesting. 
it, write it down. It's something I hate it because I'll be talking to somebody and they'll say something <laughs> and, and I'm not like I'm not writing down what they said, but man, it triggers something. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden a whole like balloon will pop in my mind. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hold on. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I gotta get this, I gotta yeah. get all this written down. They're like, Are you writing down what I said? No. no <laughs> nothing to do with what you just said, but yeah. you just you did say you something, something that inspired, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This flood of 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 creativity. So thank you for I that. Like that. No, I, and and I feel like that that's a, a very good tip. Because again, it, it applies to whether you're a writer, you're just noticing your surroundings, an, an artist sketching your surroundings, a musician listening to your surroundings, mm-hmm. you know, photographer, a photographer, totally. uh, yeah, seeing it from different, showing people different perspectives, mm-hmm. showing yeah. them, you know. Yeah. And, uh, um, but yeah, I think that also doing that, it's like what I was saying earlier, is whether you're young, whether you're old, doesn't matter, male, female, doesn't matter, but when you start training yourself to notice things, you will start to also notice there's a lot of beauty in the world, you know, that beyond the stuff that's hounding you on the TV screens that you're afraid to go leave and and on your phone and what have you, put those down and go outside for a while and, and see what you notice. And what you're going to notice is there's a lot of beauty out there, especially yeah. in nature. Yeah, that for sure. That for sure. But again, thank you for, for joining us. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate and, it. And, uh, We'll see you on the after show because we do have an after show after the show. I thought you were like, I'll see you in there a little bit later. <clears throat> yeah, over there too. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, again, uh, all the links will be in the description. Uh, if all else fails, thelardispodcast.com, you'll get more information there. Again, our podcast is available on all major streaming platforms. It is also going to be available via video on YouTubes and whatnots and what to hoots it's and well, we'll again, spread the word for sure. This has been the Lardis Podcast with Robert Christopher Smith. You can call me Bob. Bobby. <laughs> and then Ari on the corner. Ew. Just hanging out. <laughs> Just chilling. But yeah, again, thank you and see you on the next one. <laughs> Can they still see us? <laughs> well, yeah, still recording. Okay. No, uh, I mean, I mean, are you still fading us out? <laughs> you have been listening to the LA Artist Podcast. Feel free to like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss the latest episode. You can see bonus content on our Instagram at Lorano Gallery, as well as our website, slash podcast. Stay creative, keep creating, and no matter what, be passionate about your art.